This is a Fubar Radio podcast. You can subscribe to the app on Apple and Android. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. Fubar. Well, hi. Yeah, it's Fubar Radio. I'm Rob Deering. This is James Acaster's iPod Shuffle, and I've got Stuart Goldsmith coming in the minute. But right now, it's just me and my iPod, and I'm going to shuffle it. Here we go. I don't know what's coming. It's going to be. Oh yeah, this is a good one. Here we go. It's status quo, down, down, deeper and down, I might add. And I've got Stuart Goldsmith here. Hello. Hey, buddy. Uh, hello to you. How are you it, doing? I'm really, I'm very excited. It's nice to see you. I'm excited about the show. And frankly, I'm excited about the status quo. Oh, man. This is such a great idea. And it, I'm really looking forward to doing it. And I'm also terrified. Yeah, well, there is pressure. I mean, assuming, I've heard some of your records. And yeah, it can be. Uh, oh, man. With my main concerns, obviously, there's a lot of stand up on there. So we're yeah. going to spin past that. That's been, uh, some of mine. I mean, there's some voice memos in there that might even, you know, when you record yourself at gigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if we hear like, it's 2005, please welcome. I've got, I've got. Got, um, tapes of my children um, when they were little, which oh, is yeah. not only pointless but also kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. That kind of toddler thing where they'll sing a song that they don't really know. It's a lovely. And to anyone else, it'd be like, yeah, what the hell's that? And I've, to a parent, it's like, <laughs> my heart's been ripped out of my chest. I blew my uh, my nephew's mind recently because he was watching back a video, a little iPhone video that we'd made of him mucking about when he was three and he's nine now and mm-hmm. I turned to the camera and said uh, hey there Sam this is what you were like when you were a baby when you were three years old and he, him nine years old watching it kind of went how did you know <laughs> how are you talking to me it was like he, he thought I'd found a time hole or something it was tremendous well my uh, um, as you know my son's called Buddy yeah and the best name. moment of that was when he returned a football to someone on Brighton Beach when he was really quite small oh. and, uh, and the bloke the total stranger said oh thanks Buddy oh and he said Amazing. it exactly like that. And Freddie was like, how do you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, brilliant, brilliant. How lovely. Right, is this me? Are we, yeah, I, let's I, only plug get me in. in. If you're ready, there you go. Plug that in and um, I'll tell you when. Uh, so, I mean, I'm trying to think. I want to predict. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see what comes. Do you know what? I think we're going to have some goodies here from my, my old friend, Dr. Booty Grabber, which is the DJ name of my friend Andre. <laughs> who, uh, who he's, like, he's like my music pusher. Yeah, when I first got this magical device that can hold millions of stuff. He and was let's like, have that name again. Dr. Booty Grabber. Yeah, yeah, good, great. <laughs> okay, well, let's hear it. Uh, here we go then. Well, yeah, nice. Pretty I mean, hip. It's, Who, what the hell was that? It's great. Well, it's down on my uh, on my phone. It's down as because a lot of these songs, I don't know the names of them. And when you put loads of new individual songs on your mobile device, um, you, you know that it splits them up into artists and the rest of it. And I just found I had so many artists that only had one song in them each. So I just wiped out all the artists and called it all Dr. Booty Grabber because he was the guy that suggested them. And uh, and so as a result, I lost a load of information. Yeah, so but it's now like I having just a good compilation. Exactly. So now I give them names like I call that one because it sort of goes like that. Yeah, and it's a bit super. I've got this thing. It's so it absolutely ages me because when I hear anything that's got like bleepy bleepy, I think of super noodles. What's Super Noodles? It has a Super Noodles advert years ago, which had, which oh. had a kind of Jean-Michel Jarre-ish kind of... Boop, oh, boop, nice. Boop, 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 yeah, yeah, oh, that's popcorn. Yeah. That's called popcorn, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's called popcorn. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
good work there. So by not the way. noodles, popcorn. So <laughs> different um, food. Good spot with the human Shazam. Do you know I nearly did a show uh, a couple of years ago called Human Shazam. Oh, that's good, but it's a, tra- it's a trade name. Presumably. Yeah, and also I think at that stage Shazam was quite new. I think now yes. everyone knows what it is. But the human Shazam. You are a human Shazam, aren't you? I'm You're a culture of a human Shazam. Although you did the popcorn just then, so good work. Yeah, but I, yeah, see, I did. Maybe I'm also a human Shazam. And also, you know, in Edinburgh this year, no beat this. No, what? Yeah, don't worry. Beat This will return. Beat This will probably be at the Green Man and in various other places, but I'm okay. not at the Edinburgh Festival this year. Oh, okay. But it will be back. Okay. Oh, you're going to the Edinburgh no, Festival, beat though. Beat This, though? What's the point? <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't have to tell me. Don't, uh, don't, I, you don't got to tell me twice. Oh, uh, mate. Apparently I do. Yeah. No, so Beat This, what's the point? You don't <laughs> got to tell me twice. <laughs> you don't not got to double my negatives. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, uh, I did a joke there about repetition. Oh, uh, yeah, you did. I sort of almost missed it because I was busy enjoying the words. Yeah, I did a joke there about repetition. Boom! <laughs> uh, oh, I was God. reflecting only the other day on your drinking and religion songs. Yes. I don't know why they came to mind because... Uh, oh, for, for was, listeners who don't know these songs, the drinking song goes, It makes you happy, happy bird. bird, it makes you want to fight. fight. It, it makes, makes you think you're the only one that's right. right. It makes you think you're the best there is. For no good reason at all. And it's quite drinking. Seri- yeah, drinking. It's, you know, it's, it's you know, serious, but, you know, it's fun. Whereas the religion song yeah. goes, it, it makes you happy, but it makes you want to fight. It makes you think you're the only one that's right. It makes you think you're the best there is. For no good reason at all. Religion! Which in turn makes the drinking song look a lot. Producer Amanda is filled with glee and clapping through the window. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed that. I think we uh, we sang that. I've got to give the the, uh, disclaimer. If you are religious, don't worry. Um, We meant all the... Other the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly, I know your act so well. I nearly joined in with the punchline. <laughs> yeah, you can't sing along on the talking bits. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so no, I, uh, I'm not going to. I'm not taking shows to the Edinburgh Festival this year. I am taking two shows. One of them can be secretly yours. Mm. Um, I'm doing my hour, which is entitled "An Hour." Good title. Thanks, man. You think so? I was worried about it because if you if you read it the right way, it's like a, a confident joke. And if you don't, then it's the blandest title imaginable. Yeah. It's like going to two Goldman, an hour. I can't think of anything. But obviously, <laughs> I can think of lots of things. Um, but I just want it to be like a, it's a calm, confident DIY. Hey, you know that guy that does the Comedians Comedian podcast? He's doing it. He's out there working it out. He's doing doing it, out. it on his own self. And, uh, and so it's called An Hour. And I'm just in love with it. I've done previews all week and I love it. Very good. This is a good time for shows. It really is. It's funny because it must be a spring thing because I'm not going, but I'm still writing. I'm listening to for you and also good in comedian the, in the world of social have a comedian snack yeah, that's right. <laughs> some self-loathing in a business I can't, <laughs> I can't reach my bat to pat <laughs> I am um, uh, and the other thing is and this uh, what do you think of the uh, of crowdsourcing your show title I don't like it me neither I don't like it I sorry do other comedians do the work mate that's what I mean, is your I, mean job. I, I ask a couple of friends I go I'm thinking about this what are your thoughts I, I often ask has anyone done this before because my nightmare is to go out there with do you, do you remember oh bless him when Colin Holt went up there with his show Monsters and mm. the poster I love Colin's work so much the poster was him with his face coloured in green and some bolts on his neck mm-hmm. and that year Gervais did a show called Science I think so Ricky Gervais one night only in the biggest venue in town in the world who had a sim- exactly it was Ricky Gervais' yeah, face but thing. green and you go oh all this work has gone into looking unique and now yeah Penguin Classics poster absolutely beautiful two different people did that yes the year yes. of my show 2007 um, Charmageddon Liked there it. was a show called Bananageddon but I think yes. we both got away with it Bananageddon and there was 
there was also Matt Ewins did Bruce Hammer's Banana Apocalypse, <laughs> um, which was ridiculous. Do you know Matt Ewins? Have you yes, seen this work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I champion Matt Ewins. I was on with him yesterday. He's oh, fantastic. Really? He's really? incredible. Yeah. But he like he got a quote from that show, which was like wandered around aimlessly, claiming that the rest of the cast had died. <laughs> because that was the premise of the show: was the cast had just died, <laughs> so he was going to do it anyway. But he wasn't known enough as a comedian. To, for anyone to kind of get their heads around that it was this incredibly awkward thing whereby people were watching going R- the, the rest of the cast have died <laughs> and he would never break character it's wonderful yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I'm in a difficult position because I don't like it when people ask about the show titles. Mm. I mean, I, yeah, like you say, if yeah. you say I've got two, which one's best or whatever. But like, yeah, what but shall even... I call my show? Yeah, like, that's your problem. Yeah, that's like yeah. saying what shall I call my novel? What shall my first joke be? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. well, I'll write a joke and then pick one. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is frustrating. I've got. I was really... thinking about calling the show Crowdsource, mm-hmm. but spelt S A U S. S A U C E. Yeah, I mean source. to do that, you would need to be able to spell source. To yeah. do that. <laughs> I would be able point. to write it down ahead of time, Rob, <laughs> as you well know. I did. A, I had a, a song in a show called Crowdsourcing with an apostrophe after. Oh, it. not crowdsourcing. Do, do, do. It's crowdsourcing. <laughs> do, do, do. It's a good that, song. Sounds like barefooting. Do you remember Barefootin'? Barefootin', we ain't got no shoes on. Barefootin'. <laughs> it was an early Aardman animation, was it the music video to that? You know they did My Baby Just Cares For Me? With yes, little of cat. course. Yep. So then we had a video of Aardman animations, and one of them was Barefootin', and it was on the surface of the moon with all these little people yes, sticking their feet out of craters. When yes. you mention the moon, yeah, it puts yeah. it all... Uh, my, um, Makes sense now. <laughs> my kids love the Aardman stuff. They're all, over, they're all over it. My son's birthday party, the aforementioned buddy, he had oh. a uh, Wallace and Gromit cheese party. Oh, nice! Yeah, we with had real cheese. We had, a, we had a fondue, and then we did stop motion animation. <laughs> that what? is not a party you do every day of the week, is you, it? Like you, like with the kids at the party, you all made stop motion animations. Yeah, there weren't that many of us at the party. Okay, because you know, so you and Buddy, if you're getting a plasticine involved, yeah, and you can't, you can't invite everyone in year five. That would be no, that's true. That everyone would have PTSD. Great idea! What a cool dad you are. Oh yeah, thanks. That's me thwapping my fingers together. <laughs> Thwap. <laughs> I can't do that, so I have to do the gesture with my hand and just say, click. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> I, I, so the, this is, I am not going to Edinburgh, and I've got a great new show title. Go on. No, I can't tell you. Oh, yet. you don't want to let it out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. Totally understandable. Let it out of the bag, that's it. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell you while I play my next song. It's going to be a secret that I knew. Let's do it. Are you ready? This is going to be good. This is my next song. I've got no idea what it's going to be. And, uh, well, here it comes. Rise and shine, sister, by the cardigans. Not the sister, I was just in a little extra bit. Oh, we talked cardigans. over the last drums. <laughs> oh, it was nice. It was like the band were behind us and they were wrapping up. I liked it a lot. I, I love the cardigans. I, like, I don't mind the cardigans. Can you name the lead singer of the cardigans? Jimmy Cardigan. I've no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Corrigan, that's it. Like. <laughs> Alan Cardigan. Um, the lead singer of the cardigans is called Weepy Wednesday. I don't know. Nina Persson. Nina Persson. Is that Nina a joke? Sorry. As in, nil, nil, like, nil. You're right. so racist. No, Nina, it's just a name. Nina, Nina Persson. No, but it could be like, a, like Perry Farrell from um, uh, Jane's Addiction. It's Juan a, it's a pun on, It's a pun on uh, peripheral, isn't it? Peripheral, Perry Farrell. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, I yeah. didn't know that. I never I'm, knew that till this moment. Am I, a producer Amanda just did some sterling work there, moving the mic in front of yeah, my face. Yeah, the, the listeners are aware I, of that. I had moved it to one side so that I could see you. Now I'm peeping at you <laughs> right, between this little top thing. Top notch radio. Yeah. Um, uh, if you could have answered that um, question about the cardigans, or indeed Nina you want Persson. to talk to us, or join Nina Persson. Nina Persson. Um, uh, she does that. Mm-mm. Who will you speak to? Nina Persson. 
<laughs> Nil point. Um, uh, call us at uh, uh, 0330-223-0200. Yeah, that, that is not memorable. That, was inter- zero, that makes it impossible to remember. 0330 uh, Read it as a number? Yeah, z- um, 0330. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, in terms of like a, a number, like a, a number, like two million. Oh, yeah. Well, it's uh, uh, 0.300 and th- no, 3,300. 3 billion, three, it, yeah, 0330 Or you can email James, even though he's not here. Oh, you can email James. James' email account. Yeah, Do we James, have access to what he gets We sent? have access. This yes. is James at Fubar. James Secret at FubarRadio.com. Or you can tweet Fubar Radio. Or um, you can follow Rob Deering on Twitter. He is an attorney in San Diego. Oh, I like that joke. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Nice guy. Walks dogs. Ah, you, can, uh, you can go to my website, stuartgoldsmith.co.uk, or you can go to the website, stuartgoldsmith.com, with whom I vie for top position on Google, because he is selling the Stuart Goldsmith Seven Steps to Wealth Technique, the Midas Touch. Are you I, both? So you're not both of those people? I'm not both of those people. Because you have two Twitters. I do, because I have at ComComPod, which is my Comedian's Comedian podcast Twitter, mm-hmm. and I have at Stu Goldsmith, which is my own stuff, for which I, I tweet approximately one joke every year, and then people email me to tell me, people tweet me to go, oh, that's actually in someone else's set. I think, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I, I'll go back to not tweeting But jokes. if you make up a joke and then you tweet it, it's annoying if someone says someone's already done that. I, it's, it? a, it's a close friend who I should have seen, Stuart Laws. He's not a close friend, but he's within my friendship circle. Yeah. And, um, he, and he's very strict. He, I, Stuart I tweet, Laws. <laughs> I tweeted, yes, it's ironic that I fell afoul of Stuart Laws. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I think he's uh, a concept. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, I tweeted the following joke. Uh, I was at the, uh, I've just seen some monkeys at the zoo. That's a gibbon. So, something like that. You're likely to see monkeys at the zoo. That's Good. a gibbon. Yeah. Something like that. And then I received no less than four tweets and DMs from other people going, you know, Stuart Laws has got like a 20 minute bit about that. <laughs> so I was like, no, I didn't. And I'm embarrassed not to have seen his act because I, I like him, but I've just never happened to gig with him. Yeah. But yeah. I came up with a proper stupid joke today. Go on. This is my stupid joke. Um, I, tried to, uh, I tried to find that cardboard restaurant we went to, but I think it was just a pop up. <laughs> Yeah, good. Very nice. <laughs> you don't know how much glee that fills me because I don't do jokes. I've written like four joke jokes in my life. The rest of it is sort of wonky observations delivered with glee. But that's like a joke joke. I'm yeah, it's like a joke joke. That's like the, uh, I used to own a newspaper stand, but it blew away. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear my worst joke I ever, Go on, I ever wrote? This I wrote maybe 10 years ago. This is awful. This is awful. It doesn't work. Um, I <laughs> Great, used you're really to be, selling it. I used to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get you in low expectations. Like watching a, a, a Tom Cruise sci-fi film. Just go mm-hmm. in low. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> um, so that's uh, wonderful. I you know. used to. <laughs> I used to. Or leave half an hour before the end. <laughs> no. If you've done that with Minority Report, you think you've seen the best film in the world. Just I like to Minority finish. Report. Yeah, it doesn't finish well though. I like the ending. Steven what Spill, didn't you like about it? Just keeps wandering. It keeps limping in. How many endings? Excuse you. <laughs> I moved the crane thing. Sorry, so tell, that, say, I didn't want Amanda to have to get up. Tell your joke. This is my bad joke. Uh, I used to be part of a synchronised um, uh, uh, skydive uh, tap dancing team. Mm-hmm. Synchronised skydive tap dancing, right? Mm-hmm. But we kept falling in sync. <laughs> that doesn't work, does it? It's meaningless. Falling in sync. Asynchronous. No. Um, I'll come back to you. 
Yeah, that doesn't. It I was won't more come of back just to just a, a sentence than a joke. I reckon we kept falling in sync. Like, it used to be a tap dance, so we kept falling in the sink. It's a right. riff on that. Yes, I see. But I kept falling in sync. I was trying to do that. But this was, this was a long time ago before I was a comedian. Yeah, yeah. I've got a. Um, I used to be in a band, used to be in a, a rock band, heavy, he- well, it's a heavy rock band, but very tidy rock band called <laughs> OCDC. OCDC. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That's a proper joke. <laughs> um, so, um, I, your it's, second tweet, ComComPod. Yes. It's the Comedian's Comedian podcast. That's my little podcast. How many of those have you done now? I have now done 114. <whistles> yes, quite a lot now, because I do them every week now. It was, it was bi-weekly for a bit, then it went weekly, then it went bi-weekly again, and now it will, and thus forever shall stay weekly. Weekly? Which is quite a lot of stuff to do, mm-hmm. but uh, I've got some nice people that help. Who was the last person who's doing it next? Uh, Tim Key, just uh, part two of Tim Key went out last week. I'm um, interviewing Nick Mohammed tomorrow, which mm-hmm. is going to be awesome. And then also in the pi- I'll give, give you an exclusive in the pipeline. I'm talking to Jeannie Yashere about doing it, which will be fascinating. She's got a very her career has gone in diverse paths. She's been on this show, I believe, but not with, but with James. Oh, great! Yeah, um, she's lovely and very very funny. So she's coming up, and also Ellis James is coming up, and Excellent. later this week, John Gordillo, the mu- the professor. Oh, he knows Professor John Gordillo. When I said he, he knows, by the way, I wasn't trying to sound like dapper laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> <laughs> no, you sound like you doing the coffee song. Good, he knows, good. she knows, it's not lattes, a cappuccino. There's an awful lot of your material seen, has found its way into my life. <laughs> I mean, you want to pay some attention to Stuart Laws like you have. Yeah, you'd, you'd think so. Um, I cannot see two policemen walking as a pair without going, a couple of cops, cops. <laughs> Dude, I would sing the theme from the bill, but that's a whole other story. Did it, did it. I want to walk away from you now so you can see the backs of my heels, but it's really not necessary. Okay, get your phone ready so you can play some Okay, here we go. It's ready. And now listen, I've got to check the rules because I, uh, I, do I need to press shuffle again? Because it went to the next random shuffle thing and it's quite a good song. But does it need to be a surprise no, press? do that. Do go this next one. one. It's fine. Yeah, bang it in. That. I'm just going to, okay, so, and I was going to, well, I'll ask you, I've got another question about the Comedian's Comedian. Well, I'll, I'll see if you can answer this off the top of your head. Go on. The Comedian's Comedian podcast, you know, 114. Yes. What are the headlines? What have you drawn out from that over time? What does everyone accidentally agree on? Oh, I wouldn't say there's anything that everyone accidentally agrees on. No, the one thing that everyone agrees on is gigging more can't make you worse. Mm -hmm. Always work. Always work, always make stuff, always do always gigs. gigs. Oh, that's always good. That's gigs. what I always say. When people say, I want to be a comedian, what should I do? I yeah. say, gigs, do gigs. Gig, gig, yes. Gig, yes, yes, yes. Gig, 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 and, and the gig. other thing is, gig, book, book them in before you're ready. This is my advice now rather than the thing. But I, whenever people say, the other thing I always say to people who want to be comedians, I say, just book one in immediately. Just immediately it's get over yourself, yeah, yeah, book yeah. a gig, and then worry about it when you get there. Oh, that time. works when you're in a band as well. That's why... I, I genuinely think that's why I can play guitar and drums. It's not, I mean, since the, the, the days when I started, I've d- played a lot and I've got good and drums have got bad again. But the first time was when someone dropped out and I had to play a gig. Yeah. And you just your skills just go... Because they've got to God, match that the sounds gig. Like, that genuinely sounds like an anxiety dream for me. Oh, yeah. You've and got it, to play a gig. <laughs> yeah. I was in the one gig where the guitarist said, yeah, I can't do it, I haven't got enough time to practice. And he was so much better than me. I was like, but I'm on at the gig as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to do it. And it was really, it was like, you know the nightmare you're imagining? 
the yes. Gig, the gig was like that. Oh, God, I can't bear it. I can't bear it. And then, you know, and then some girl from my primary school got off with some bloke who'd come down from my new school, and I just, oh, it was like oh. something off of Biker Grove. It was a nightmare. Did you see uh, Joel Domit's show, Finding Emo? Did you <laughs> no, see it? But no, no, I've talked uh, to him about it. Yeah. It was sensational. It was so good about him putting his band back together, his emo band from when he was a kid. Yeah. And they, were, they played one gig, and they played Last Resort by Papa Roach. It was so great. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm currently uh, trying to do a 25-year reunion of one of my bands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's quite exciting. Are you really? I'm sorry. I'm, you see, with you, there's you thought a twinkle in your eye. Oh, feed line. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> true. My whole life sounds like a lie. Okay, play us a song. Let's Here we it. go. It's going to be good. Fubar, giving radio the finger. Yes, that was a uh, um, that, that that sting really hurt the mood that, of that record. Whoa, didn't it? absolutely! Not to mention my ears. I just put my my cans back on. Yeah, well, us radio people call yeah, them. Yeah, your, your headphone and uh, microphone relationship is really that's your and your chair. Yeah, my chair and stool relationship. You're is giving going it quite bad. a bit of slapstick, which isn't you know, which isn't I, great radio. I just thought it's fun for me. I thought it'd be little rolly wheels. <laughs> yeah, that sounds no, like, there aren't. that sounds like you're just attacking a, a, a machine. Um, that was uh, the boxer, um, the mm. Nationals cover of the Simon and Garfunkel song. <laughs> Very different mood. Very uh, it different was mood. Green Gloves from the album Boxer. Ah, oh, thanks, Green Gloves. Yes, it's a, a weirdly creepy song. Get inside. It's like, it's like he's talking about like spying on his friends and getting inside their hearts and hiding in their house and, and doing his... their gardening for them. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I cannot keep up with the, with the joke master. <laughs> um, I, I liked it, but it was moody. I thought it was good. I thought it caught you. Do, you do you remember? It's funny um, doing this show with you because yes. um, um, listeners. Stuart and I once went to Swansea and back. I don't oh. know if you've ever done that from London. It's a long journey. It was the best of times. Uh, yeah, and it was the worst of times, which is weird. Um, uh, yeah, so... Um, Dickensian road trip. He, he kept saying, I'm going to play you this song and then playing me a song. And basically, he took this, me on a massive tour around all the records This is compl- No, 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 no. Before you give away the, the punchline of this anecdote, yeah, this we is take not, it. we've got to set this up correctly. You said to me, play me loads of stuff and I'll tell you what you're into. It was explicitly a challenge from you. You said, oh. play me your five favourite songs, and I'll get a sense of what you're into. Okay, Continue nice. Continue the anecdote. So we unpack it. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and I, and then I, uh, yeah, I don't know what songs they were, and they were theoretically diverse. And yes. then I said, do you like moody stuff? Like, like that one, basically. It's kind yes. of moody, You said to minimal. me, w- what you like is a minimal thing with one voice telling a story and such and such. And you said, which means you'll like these films, and you name three films that I love, and you'll like these books, and you name three books that I love. And I was like, <sighs> oh, God, I thought I was all eclectic. It turns yeah. out I'm incredibly easily no, guessable. Don't be upset. You know, I saved you ten years. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, that, that was, was good and times. That's, so it's nice for it's almost like the circle is complete here today with uh, you playing these records. Yes. Well, way. the fact that it's shuffled means that we we will get probably a better statistical. Um, Analysis of thing. Have you pressed the button? Yes, yeah, been well done. So, uh, hey, Rob, what happens when you press the red button that's inside the little glass case? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, during okay. during the last song, I opened the little glass case next to the emergency button, and Rob freaked out. Yeah, the, a coloured gas was released, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and we passed out for a few minutes. But I, want, I think we're okay now. I want to know what the button does. <laughs> now, you were my first ever guest. This How continued. Long ago was that? Because I know it was. What was exciting? I was the first ever guest on the comedians comedian podcast over three years ago. Really nice. It was on my birthday so three and a half years there ago, we go make it. it was on november the 28th oh, i love when people can remember stuff i mean it's your birthday fine and uh, you know well <laughs> it was 2012 so that was the big thing of yeah. the year wasn't it 2012 that was the year of the rob deering's birthday i'm <laughs> doing birthday come come pod, podcast. yeah 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 that was it and so you were my first guest and i i chose you for uh several reasons one i was very scared and i thought you would be nice 
because you're my friend. You're good to me. And two, you are someone who is prodigiously good at jokes. And the whole point of the podcast is to find out how people write their jokes. Oh, I didn't realise you were going to blow smoke up my ass quite so effectively. Oh, no, man, you are. You got, no. Well, I thought you were going to say, I'm just never short of an opinion. I love it when people come to me for my opinion on things. Yes, this on is anything. True. This is true. I you panic. Know. I go, oh, what am I supposed to think? No, I just, I'm straight in. I mean, in a way. Ask me my opinion on something. Um, uh, what do you think of um, Birdman? Ooh, I liked Birdman. Yeah, okay, I'm fine with that. Good, you made yeah. it. <laughs> I panicked for a second, <laughs> but I did enjoy Birdman. Here's my was... recommendation. If you want to have a triple bill, go for the theatre triple bill and watch yes. All About Eve yep. from, the, what, 1950, Bette Davis. Great mm-hmm. film, sometimes forgotten now. And it was nominated for 14 Oscars that year. Uh, uh, then watch Bullets Over Broadway, right. uh, overshadowed by uh, stuff around Woody Allen. Okay. And you don't see Diane Weist anymore. She's blooming fantastic. Bullets Over Broadway. Uh-huh. Then Birdman, the theatre trilogy. Nice. Strongly recommended. I thought this was going to be a game that was less involved and more kind of uh, cleanly thematic. For example, book your comedy gig or book a music festival uh, using three bands that are thematically linked. For example, um, the, the Bees, the Hives and Sting. Like, I like doing those. Oh, that's a good yeah. game. And the honeys. And the honeys. And uh, Jimmy Wax. I don't know. Nightmares on Wax. <laughs> Nightmares on Wax. I could have got there. Or, or Wax. Ooh, Do you know, whoa, I've just improvised whoa. Jimmy twice. That means I'm a bad impro guy. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Cardigan. <laughs> when we be Wendy. That's, yes. what, that's what Jimmy Carr's. That should be his show in about 20 years. Jimmy's Cardigan. When he's like Val Dunican. Yes. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, the, while, we're, while we're on the subject of the podcast, I'll wrestle us back to that. Yeah, subject. no, I want to talk about it. Because uh, I, what, the thing I must remember to say is that I'm really excited because that was a live one. We did those as the first two were live. There was you and then Dan Evans the following week, mm-hmm. a following month or something. Um, and then since then, most of the time, I interview comedians in depth to try and get inside their heads and get my green gloves out and try and work out how they write their stuff mm-hmm. and I try to interview people where they do their writing which is with like most recently Tim Key was it was in his sort of nerve centre which is how, it was where, in his, his beard it was in his synapse yeah <laughs> um, he, he has a room with an oxblood leather sofa and a sp- just the colour right yeah, 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 as far as I know. <laughs> Post-it notes all over the walls, strings, pins. It's like a murder investigation. Excellent, excellent. And, uh, and all wiggly lights. And he had a dimmer switch, which he didn't know about because there was a dimmer switch like it in my mum and dad's old house. And I went, oh, it's one of those dimmer switches. And he went, no, it isn't. And I went, yes, it is. Stop fiddling with the switch. I just love a fiddle. <laughs> um, and... Uh, so uh, Paul Sinner in his car because he doesn't write anything down he drives and thinks and writes in his head so I like to interview people where they write but sometimes I do the shows live and I've done them live at the Edinburgh Festival for the last three years and I'm coming up I'm doing them at the Soho Theatre oh, when? I've got four the first Tuesday of the month from the 7th of April it's the first Tuesday in April and, that's uh, soon yeah I know, I know I don't know who the guest is but I'm going for I can't tell you who the guests are because I'm, I've got some irons in the fire I've got some horses in the race and they are big 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 names Yeah, so I can't guarantee them until they're in the horse I've got some horsey fire irons yeah. yeah feeling pretty sorry for that horse right now yeah, well he knew the risks excellent well that'll be great I can't wait I no, can't it's wait. great I mean it's because it's a nice it's a strange crossover because I think for comedians it's fascinating but for everyone it's fascinating yes. loads of people like email me and say I listen to it when I'm running I listen to it when I'm baking cakes I listen to it when I'm in the bath it's a quintessential podcast I mean I still get people coming up to me and saying oh I just heard your one and it basically means they've been listening to it and have gone back to yes, the beginning people, and... people start with like recent favourites of theirs like Ross Noble did it recently David Cross has done it um, Millikan's done it a couple of times uh, uh, what's his face Bre- lovely Brendan Burns came on for the, the second time recently and we had a grudge match about some stuff that was said in the first one so those, those are a really good pair those good sort of companion pieces um and uh, yeah, but I, the most, the, for me, one of the most gratifying things 
Um, other than the way it has made open spots think that I'm daddy comedy, which I am not. But uh, that, that's really nice. And I've, I know that I've created, I, I think the running tally is something like 14. 14 different people have said, I listen to the show. I've always wanted to do stand-up. I'm going to give it a go. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm gigging now. So I'm like, great, don't do that. There's too many comedians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but you want to be clear, you are just the conduit. You I'm, know, you, I'm just a tool. You conduit. You conduit. <laughs> you you, you con- conduit. You conduit. <laughs> uh, you can do it, you conduit. Um, but uh, so that's really good. And then um, what I love is that people come up to me, comics come up to me at Edinburgh. This happened a lot and said, oh, I keep having people turning up to the show who say they've heard me on the podcast. Thanks. And that's great because I only have people on the show that I absolutely love and want to champion. So, oh, know. yeah, definitely. I mean, of things I've done, of podcasts I've done, it's the, you know, certainly for people more set lots of times coming up to me and saying I've heard yeah. that. Yeah, that happens a lot. Great. Oh, I'm very pleased to hear it. And here's a little insight for those listeners. That was a, when we did it, we'd already revised it, haven't we? Because you met me in Edinburgh in the street and you said, come into my kitchen a minute. And then we started chatting. Oh, yeah. And you taped it on your phone. Oh, my God, I'd completely forgotten that. Yes, you're not only the first episode, you're the first Protev episode as well. Yeah, yeah. Although technically the first ever, ever one was Simon Evans because the whole idea was I wanted to get Simon Evans to do a masterclass in how to write jokes for me and some other comics. It was I had this idea, why don't we all chuck Terry Quid in and pay him to teach us how to write jokes for an hour because he's a brilliant joke writer. And he said, God, no, I wouldn't be interested in doing that at all. That's hideous, but you can buy me a coffee. So I had a really enthralling chat with him and went down to Hove and hung out and had a coffee and, uh, and listened to him wax lyrical about jokes and stories and life and everything. And I walked away thinking, I could totally have recorded that. <laughs> and then I hadn't. So he's the lost episode. That's brilliant. So I'm thinking of, I need to get him on for like episode 500 or something. Yeah, awesome you're, like you're the only one who knows. And yeah, I when know. you talk to him, he'll go, the, um, uh, I can't think of anything. I've got nothing stuff to tell you. And then snap his neck. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all I need. You're over. Yeah, that's it. End him. End you. Is that, I, is that what's going to happen? You, once you've got all the comedians, you're just going to kill them all. Yes. <laughs> you release the gas. <laughs> yeah, and I'm t- I'll tell you how I'm going to do it. I'm going to loom up behind them and do that neck snapping thing that the SAS do. Yeah, like just that. one move. You know, uh, that, that actually can't be done. I Thank you. I've got some, I'm noodling around with some material about it at the moment, and I didn't think it could be done, because it yeah. looks like you're just making someone look quickly left and right. Yeah, I don't know what the right. thinking I mean, behind I, it is Don't get me wrong, it would probably quite hurt their neck. But it's the same thing as punching someone to knock them out for several hours. Can't be done. I've tried it so often. <laughs> okay, now this uh, next song it. is from me, and I'm hoping it's going to be good, because your Let's last go. one was kind of cool and good. So this is my next song, and it is... Great. Who's this? Who is it? He seems cross. He seemed cross to me there. Yeah, but he seemed energetic. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, that was uh, um, Public Image Limited with Rise. I don't know if you know that song, but I love that song. Yes, yeah, I never knew that was them. That's so great. I, I, I lost that song for years. You know when you forget a song exists? Yes. And you hear it one day and you go, but, uh, oh! Yes. And then I put it on my running playlist. And, I, and you know, I'm a big runner. You are and, a big old runner. I love the running. And uh, I can't remember a time when that hasn't come on and I haven't thought, go on then, and run yeah, a bit faster, yeah, yeah, yeah. And run a bit better. And, you know, that's, that's a six-minute song. So you run with that, you've run a long way. Yeah, and it's good. I suppose it has an almost hypnotic quality because it's so repetitious, yeah. but in a good way, repetitive, in a good way. Absolutely. And so you get into the zone. I think the trick with running, and I can't do it, so I don't know the trick, uh, is to distract yourself and kind of zone out. Is yeah, it? there's to kind a, of hypnotise. There's yourself an element it. of unlockery. It's uh, it's meditative. Before I got into running, I would never. Have, I would always have said, I, I want to do some exercise. I want to do some cycling or some fast walking. But I want to include it in my day. I don't want to waste time, you know, going off and spending an hour exercising 
Tendawa the Avail. Yes. And running is exactly the opposite of that. Now I find time to go out and just run. And at the end of my run, I'm exactly where I was when I started. Yes. And uh, yeah, you can totally unproductive. But I always... (laughs) No. No, no, no. It makes me... It's the productive qualities are notional. I maybe I'm wasting hours and hours a week. You're right. I'm wasting well, hours and hours it's a, week. a possibility. I discovered something similar with my recent uh, nuptial impending. Well, it's not nuptials. It's nuptials is the actual wedding. Yeah, engagement. With my engagement, engagement is the word. I was looking. Congratulations. For Thanks, man. He's engaged. Oh, I to am a wonderful woman. Otherwise engaged. Um, uh, no, I'm not otherwise engaged. I'm, I'm just, say, just, just the one kind of engaged. <laughs> I mean, I used to. I'm very generously. I married two women. Uh, I know it's bigger me, but I. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah, that happened. That was nice. That so, was, was so. Smooth. Yeah. When did you get engaged, and how did that happen? Tell it. I got engaged in the gayest possible place on God's green earth. This, I, I am engaged to a lady. God's this, green gloved earth. Clarify that. Um, <laughs> uh, we were in San Francisco, very gay city. We yep. were in the Castro gay district mm-hmm. we were outside the former base of operations of harvey milk castro cameras did you um wear some flowers in your hair i didn't you were told I, that if I you know, went I know, to I be know. sure i know but i did when i was traveling there but as soon as i got there i took them out because they were itching right so <laughs> so fair enough, fair enough. Um, i did the same thing when we went to hitchin uh, uh, that doesn't even oh, make sense oh, shut up karen telling your story tell your story um, so uh we i got down on one knee outside the former site of castro cameras um, and we, we'd just been on a, a two-hour gay and lesbian historical walking tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fair to say that if my partner and I have a child and it does not turn out to be gay, she'll be cross. <laughs> um, but she, she just really, really wants a gay When you child. say uh, a gay and lesbian historical walking tour, yes. I want to be absolutely clear. It's the history that's gay and lesbian, not the walking. Uh, some of the walking was gay. I right. think we were probably the only straight people on the tour, and the, including the guide. Um, so it was, it was pretty gay. It was pretty gay, pretty lesbian. Great. Yeah. The, the, I don't know if you've been to the Castro. Uh, the the some of the I, know, I haven't been to San Francisco. The pedestrian crossings are rainbow coloured. They're oh. great. It's so great. We walked past the gay and lesbian freedom band. Great big gay and lesbian freedom band, brass band. Terrific. Yep. So anyway, we we're outside the thing, and I was been I'd been building up to it. I'd smuggled the ring with me from New Zealand. New Zealand uh, and she, uh, did she have the whiff? Do you think None she whatsoever. Was, brilliant, I, once brilliant. I decided to do it, I convinced myself I'm sorry that she I was asked expecting that question is, Did it. she have the whiff? Did she have the whiff? <laughs> she caught your whiff. The whiff of love. That's and the whiff. That's the whiff. <laughs> well, she's by pre-whiff now. <laughs> this be me pre-whiff. Um, she had no idea, and I convinced myself that she did. So all the, we were in New Zealand for two weeks on holiday, and then we went to San Francisco for a week on holiday, which sounds terrifically self-indulgent, but it was one of those once-in-a-lifetime, hey, mm-hmm. maybe we'll start trying for babies soon. Let's get all the fun out of the way and the travel. So let's get the fun out of the way. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. So uh, uh, we all the way through San Francisco, I had the ring in my pocket. Mm. Uh, no, not San Francisco, all the way through New Zealand. I kept thinking, every time our eyes met in a gorgeous glacial pool somewhere in... The Haast Pass. You, you thought the blue that pools. she was like Sauron's eye looking at the ring yeah, in your pocket. I thought, exactly. I thought she was looking at me like our eyes would meet and I'd be thinking, you could do it now, you could do it now. No, stick to the plan, stick to the plan. Don't make this about you. Make it about her. And she wants, I think she would suit San Francisco. That would be for her. Rather than me tactically making her fall in love with New Zealand, which I would love us to move to, but we cannot. Um, so I thought that she'd be thinking, do it now, do it now. Oh, he didn't do it now. It turned out she had not thought that at all the entire time. Yeah, of course so, not. You were so when I, it. Exactly. So when I eventually did it, she said, let's go and get some food at the end of this tour. I said, let's get some food in a minute. She said, why are you crying? And I said, go and marry me. And she said, yes. And it was totally magical. And then a naked man walked past wearing only a golden sock. 
Brilliant. Are you sure he was there? Was it some kind of Love's Dream representation? Oh, man, maybe he did represent Love's Dream. If we had a lovely gay impish kind of, uh, what it sort of, what would it be? What what is Love's Dream? Is it sort of Eros or something? Like a little cherub? Cupid. Maybe he was a little Cupid. He was a little cherub um, with a little golden sock, barely covering his bow and arrows. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a quiver? <laughs> no, was, it was hanging quite still. And then the lovely thing then was, he walked past a little golden sock, and she said, "I presume this is the ring." And I was like, "I wish I'd thought of that. That would have been sensational." <laughs> um, but uh, no, so we did it. Now we're all engaged. And this, the reason I mention it is because, similar to your running thing, thinking mm-hmm. this isn't for me, you know, all the rest of it. I went into the engagement thing thinking, sort of, not that I'd sort of articulated this to myself, but looking back, I suppose I thought I was giving something to her. I was going, "This will make her really happy," and I realised I've given. This incredible thing to me. I have never been happier. It's going to make you both happy. Gee, oh my God. I was Mr. Indecisive. Mm, Captain Indecisive. Mr. Uh, uh, good. Is this in your show, right? Yeah, no, I've, I've dropped it because it's not good enough. And as I did it, I was thinking, this is good enough for a conversation. <laughs> um, but uh, it, I was wrong. But uh, I was always so indecisive, and making a decision has made me go. Actually, this is this has cured all my indecision. This has made me feel just completely brilliant about it. I don't need to spend any time worrying about whether or not I'm the right one for her. She's the right one for me. Can I see this together? All those anxiety, yeah, sort of gentle it. grinding anxiety yeah. that it's I. It's like all those all home time. things. It's like when you move into a house or a flat that's good for you. You think, oh, I didn't oh, realise that yes. I was thinking about the next place until I yes. stop. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I feel fantastic about it. And I was going to call my show "Stu Gets Engaged" at the end. Just to sort of take the narrative drive out of it so that I couldn't exploit it for things. But I'm not even going to do the story in my show because, come on. Yeah. I think when these people do well, shows about you, stuff I that's watched... happened in their life, I think they basically kill their own dads for something to talk about. Yeah, maybe. But, um, you know, sometimes it works. You just you can't force it. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen and, and vice mm. versa. You know, I saw the one, I saw Russell Kane's show where his dad died and it was very moving. Very, you know, and I mm. didn't know, you know. Yeah. I, 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 it was cheap, but it can be. Um, uh, I, uh, I mean, I don't, my, uh, I don't even want, want to get into my relationship with my dad and my dad's illness and how it's affecting my career. Oh, it's God, all yeah. healthy. Yeah. Woo-hoo! But okay. I, um, uh, um, my, my wife was completely surprised when I proposed and then very, very happy. But I mentioned it because her first response was good. I proposed, this is years ago, I proposed on uh, Waterloo Bridge. Her first response makes it sound like she turned up with tactical gear right, on. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah, shotgun. Yeah, yeah. First response. Yeah, pri- primary response. I said to her, um, you know, she, I was kind of, I don't think I said, will you marry me? I kind of handed her a picture of an engagement ring I couldn't afford and got down on one knee. And I said, a so picture. will you? Uh, and she went, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. Then she quickly corrected it to yes, but I had to accept her first answer. Oh, so unlucky. I really miss her. Um, <laughs> but talking uh, of uh, being sort of a uh, uh, gay friendly straight men, as you yeah. probably know, I was in uh, Outings, the play in Edinburgh last year. You were, yes. Yeah, which was great. Really good I show. I never saw it. I'm sorry I didn't see that. I, it was I, kind I, of quasi verbatim theatre. It wasn't verbatim because we turned it into a narrative, but it was all. Quabatim? They said it couldn't be done. <laughs> they said it shouldn't be said. <laughs> it, was qua- it was gay quabatim. Um, so we did the show, which was all about uh, gay, lesbian, trans, all different people coming out, and they were all true stories. And we told some of them in depth and some of them in a trice. And uh, and uh, and it, it was funny and it was moving and da-da-da. It was, it was a great thing to be involved in. But <laughs> So that you made me think of that when you talk about your San Francisco story. But also, it had a celebrity guest every day. One of the celebrity guests was Simon Callow 
Very exciting. Simon yes. Callow. You know, yes. I met actor him. Simon Callow. Actor the wedding dead guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, no, I don't know Oscar Wilde, but I get his fax number for you. <laughs> um, so, and uh, I was on a bus the other day, and he got on. Oh yeah. And I thought, well, it's my mate Simon from when we were in the play. Oh. And do you know what I said to him? Go on. Nothing. Oh, well, that's probably a good idea because it would have been heartbreaking I if he'd think gone. So. If, if, do you know what would have been worse? Like, he could, he could have gone, oh, Rob, I'd like to see you, dear boy. He could have gone, uh, hello, who are you? Or worse, he could have pretended to recognise you in a way that he just assumed you were a fan. And I would have and, known. And you'd have known, oh. and that would have been heartbreaking. So it's much yeah. better. It's much better to be cool unless you're actually friends with the I person. Just, I just told Twitter, it made me feel a lot better. Very Drunkenly, good. I once met a girl who was in a James Bond film, and I'd met her on a TV programme. So then when I met her again, I was with other people. I went, I know you! <laughs> I know her! Yes. It wasn't good. So I've learned my lesson. I've learned from in, this. In uh, East Dulwich, there is a locksmith called Callow Master Locksmith, which as I walk past, I always say, Oh, Callow Master Locksmith. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. This, the name in Stoke Newington, there's, a, there's a, a van hire firm called Berlin Van Hire, and it's on Berlin Road, and it just upsets me that it's not called, it's not van-, called van Berlin. Why oh is it not God. called Van Berlin? Myself and my betrothed, Sarsky, have a great game that's very difficult to play. We've invented loads of games, and I, I will seed them throughout the rest of this, uh, this chat, if you don't mind, the Go rest of our it. time here, because you, you'll enjoy some of these. Um, one of them, it's probably the hardest one, it's called Flatline, and it was, it's named after, in Bristol, there is a company who you ring up and they get you a flat, right? Yeah. Flatline. <laughs> but it's a terrible name because it's associated with death. Death is. So right. the game is to come up with, we might need to do this during a song because it's not easy, to come up with an appropriate but inappropriate punning title for a business. Yeah, Runner's Need is a good one. Runners that's a real one. Sorry, Runner's Need. But that's a pun on Runner's Knee, which is an injury. Oh, is it? A pun on Runner's Knee? Yeah. Is it? I didn't realise. Yeah. Yes, my, my friend is, uh, is a brickie and he had a uh, housemaid's knee and uh, he was calling it Sniper's Knee to make himself feel better about it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Right, we need your next track, so you Let's plug yourself it. in. Um, I've got a couple more for you, though. Um, the, the shops in virtual stations that are called On The Run. Yes. On the run means you've done a crime. Yeah. On the go is fast. <laughs> These... At a run is fast. On the run is after a crime. Yes, it is true. On the yeah. lamb. Um, uh, Alton Towers, where wonders never cease. Wonders never cease is negative. Where wonders, wonders never, will never cease. cease. Yes, you're Tidied right. Tidied your bedroom. Wonders will never cease. I always assumed that the TV programme Mock the Week was a joke about mocking the weak, as in mocking the afflicted. You mock the weak. Yes, and I it's think a pun it on that. So, so then people write angry reviews of it going, yeah, should be called Mock the Week. And you're like, yes, that's the joke. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Okay, so um, your next song is really wonderful, I've heard. Giving radio the finger. Yes, whenever Stuart Goldsmith plays a nice moody song with a moody ending, particularly that one had a lovely moody ending, I like to slam a little sting onto it. Do you know, what's upset me now is realising that that was another one a bit like Green Gloves. It was sort of moody, single voice. Oh, all your records are like that. Yeah, yeah that. They, we all know that now. I feel like I've got other stuff to give, but you it's can, just, I don't think you have. the laws of random right. are not yeah. helping me. Yeah, that's the what laws of random. <laughs> Stuart laws. Stuart laws. I call them. Oh, but um, this is unfair because it sounds like we're mocking the comedian Stuart laws. No, no, not. not at all. I think that the comedian Stuart laws should be in charge of it's uh, Stuart laws in the sense of Beck's sex laws. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I want to defy the logic of all sex laws. Yeah, well, you can only defy the logic of some of them. Let the handcuffs slip off your wrist. Some of them, mate, are there for a reason. I let you. I wish that song would come on next. That's a great oh, song. Oh, do it, do it, do it. I, I, I that was only a minute and a half. Should we chuck another song straight on? Yeah, and hope it's sex 
cheat. Stop trying to cheat the icon. No, no, I don't think we should cheat it. I think, like the end of the film Maverick, you should just hit it, and we'll both be winners in life if it's sexual. You know that happened to me. Sometimes the the shuffle is just the most wonderful thing. I sat in a car with a friend, and also a friend I hadn't seen in a really long time. And I the best kind. Yeah. Well, the second best one. I don't want to see you for two years. Um, uh, But yeah, so we sat in the car, and for some reason, I said, "What should we listen to?" Even though it was weird, I said that out loud. Even though I had no control about what we were going to listen to next, and they said, "Mm, "I don't know, some Hendrix," and my shuffle went. Nice. Ah, you know, it made me uh, almost believe in religion. And I guess that's why they call it coincidence. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it was a big one. It's a big fat coincidence. It was a chewy yeah. coincidence. Yeah, yeah. But if it, if it wasn't a... I mean, you know, there's lots of times you named a thing that didn't come on. It's coincidence. Yeah. Have you ever got in a car and said, what should we listen to when you didn't have any control over it? I can't think of another time when I've done that. It was odd. Uh, I'm not saying there's a God. Uh, I'm not even claiming there's a God. You sport my Claim there's a God. Well, some people, you know... Claim uh, as a god, put your money uh, where your mouth is. Other gods are available. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are you queuing one up? What are you doing? No, oh, yeah, I've fiddling? got one here, but I'm, I'm just, I was getting my, my... I'm just being professional. I was setting mine up ready, but I was going to talk to you about something else. Okay. Um, talking of uh, proposals, I watched um, Jerry Maguire again this week. Oh, yes. That's a great film. Ah, now, I know that you watched Jerry Maguire because you recently did one of your Facebook quote challenges. Mm, and this is Jerry a, um, Maguire, for anyone it? who doesn't know, every now and again, when I'm in the mood, because it has to be quite a famous film. That's, there's only certain films It's a great work. game. You basically do advanced film quote challenge where I quote a film and then the, you respond by, instead of naming the film, you have to do another quote from the film. And then the uh, 17th comment down names the film and everyone goes, oh, read the uh, rules. Are you playing at? <laughs> and that's a lot of fun as well. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, some, I'm obviously some films are amazing. And, and it's a great way of re-enjoying eminently quotable films. Yes, of If course. you dust off a Star Wars of or with Nan and I. Or, or a Die Hard. The quarterback is toast. The quarterback is toast. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Oh, oh yeah. can you get this one? You'll get this. Hasta lasagna, don't get any on you. Nice. Um, oh, yeah, well, I've got a... It's advanced film. Yeah, advanced quote, film quote quote back. Those darn Gideons, they stamped it, didn't they? Kittredge, you have never seen me very upset. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> this is one of my favourite films of all time. I love it so much. And when I first saw it, I had just come back from Prague the, the week before. Me and my friend had had a superhero-esque mission in Prague, and then boom, we're in Prague. For anyone who doesn't know, we're talking about Brian De Palma's Mission Impossible. One of the truly wonderful films. So great. Yeah. So great. And do you know what the best bit, the best bit about that? All the stuff I love in spy movies and like Bourne things, like, like, in, like in Bourne, best bit in any Bourne is when he jams the, the book in the toaster. Yep. Because it's a completely reliable, possible bit of tradecraft. Keep it simple, could happen. Best, best equivalent moment of that in Mission Impossible, taking his jacket off, unscrewing the light bulb, crunching it up, shaking it out on the floor so he can hear when someone's coming. Yeah, a little bit of shorthand, absolutely. So great. Grabbing a Bible, because there's one in the hotel. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, it's nice when they use it. It's nice when they use low tech. Jason Bourne's great for that, because he's always yes. using public transport as well. Where, it's the, a bit in the Bourne supremacy where he reads the timetable. Yeah. How could that be a sexy spy? Oh, so have a great. look at the page of the A to Z for a minute. God, I love that oh, stuff. I might go back home and watch one of those. The things. great thing about because some people are very resistant. It's interesting Tom Cruise has come here. People are very resistant to Tom Cruise because he's a bit too famous. Love the guy. And off screen, he's made a fool of himself some of the time. Yes, and there's the Scientology thing which creeps yeah. everyone out. Oh, well, that's a good on. example of him yeah. making and you know jumping on the sofa, all that rubbish. But his films, are, he's just so good at his job. His films him. are all good. His 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 bad films are still good and his great films did are great see, did you see Oblivion um, 
Talking of his bad films. No, I didn't see it. Ah, I loved it. it so much. I saw it with six other comedians in New Zealand. Sounds and fun. everyone hated it. And I sat there loving it. And I moved two seats away from them so I could love it without them wittering. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. I mean, it's rubbish. But Why were they so talking? Great. I'm sorry, but just because you're not enjoying a film doesn't mean you can talk in the cinema. They were riffing and laughing and making up jokes about the film. Uh, I afterwards, was like, I'm going to want names and I'm never going to cool. cinema with those people. No, I will give you names. <laughs> I will accept those names. <laughs> Um, uh, well, um, uh, Jerry Maguire, I think, is just wonderful. And I would ask this, which is better, Almost Famous or Jerry Maguire? I think they're good in different ways. Let's talk about this. But anyway, we'll work it out while I play my next song. Let's do it. My songs so far have been good. I've been very pleased. So let's see what happens here. It's probably going to... now. I'm going to tumble now. Girls by the Prodigy. Oh, Tune oh, with that, a C H O O N. That has got to be a runner. When that comes on, you've got to literally take off. Always not literally, into the figuratively. Front. No, you can't literally take off. Unfortunately, that well, would help. You could yeah. be an aeroplane. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, too much. But put it back up a little bit. That's it. I've given away the secret. We're just uh, working on our. Uh, studio I don't think it's any different. Here. I don't think it's making a difference to mine. You see. Oh yeah, no, that, that's, that's me. Mine. That's me. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sweet yes, times. Yes. So yeah, we had a little bit of. Uh, we would did a bit of studio raving on that. Oh, song. I'm gonna. Can I? I'll tweet. Uh, I'll tweet to the the at Fubar, which is presumably at. It's Fubar Radio. Fubar Radio. F U B A. Cracking little. Cracking little daring leaping around picture there. Yeah, I was raving on up. I love a bit of the old raving. I was. Uh, I got to do my last show. Talking of Edmund shows, my last show, Music Face, which basically had a rave in it. and Did that at yes. Glasgow Comedy Festival the other day, which is lovely. Oh, nice. Because really, when I rave in my set, that's the only. It's not just the only time I get to rave. That's the only time anyone gets to rave. Yeah. It doesn't really exist anymore. No does one. It? Yeah, and the love, the love for that raving bit from the audience. Yeah, well, like, pe- <gasps> when people have raved before, oh we were the weekend God. in Brighton the other day, and we, we did Brighton not long ago, didn't we? And people just coming up after us and going, it was, we used it, and it's like, this is it. Us talking yeah. about it now, that's the same. That's all we've got compared to being in a field in 1992. Oh. But it's all good. There is some footage of, uh, on YouTube of, like, you know, nine o'clock in the morning after a rave in 1992. I saw it recently, someone put it on Facebook. Yeah, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. You know what? Wonderful. Do you know what's brilliant about being? I want to say our age. We can say my age because I'm slightly older than you. But either way, yeah. anyway, is that we didn't have camera phones. Yes. Now, ultimately, what you've got there is evidence. You know, yes. I, this band I was talking about, the band I want to do a 25th anniversary gig of, and might well do. I mean, I saw. I'm in touch with all the members. It could happen. We did some gigs, and in all our memories, I'm not just beefing this up. In all our memories, they were great gigs. Yes. And no one is ever going to challenge that. Because yes. there are no records of it. Absolutely. And the ones like, uh, you know, uh, late in live, back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day that no one remembers all recorded. Great gigs. Great gigs. And it is true, isn't it, when remember you do gigs? Remember that time Kicks into the Human Pyramid, uh, Six Clones. Yeah, exactly. No one, no one remembers the half hour before that. Where <laughs> everyone's going, get off. <laughs> to someone who's given up comedy now. Yes. Because of that. Um, so painful. Yeah, great days. I, I noticed when I was dancing just then, because I really was dancing, I have to it's admit proof, to myself... Proof now, at Stu Goldsmith, proof on the <laughs> Yeah, that's it, look it up. I am um, uh, talking about being a dad as well, is that I, I don't, I mean, I'm always happy to dance. I try and avoid the postmodern dance, try and actually dance. But my dancing has always had a really broad base. Yes. I get my feet down, oh, and then I I'm see. like, a, I'm, this is like, yeah, you know. yeah. I quite enjoyed that. It's you're yeah, sort my of, feet are locked to the floor, quite far apart. I think yeah. you're supposed to bob them and move them there's around. Some, there's something crab-like in a way that I quite yes. enjoy. Yes. I think you're either someone. When it comes to dancing, this you're someone who can either do the feet or not do the feet. I can't do the feet. I can, I can sort of, I can do some feet. But you know, people who can actually dance, like the way girls, girls can dance. All girls, yeah. Can, <laughs> they, <that's laughs> yeah. Sort of We're going with thing, that stereotype where it's just like uh, just from side to side in yeah. the rhythm. Yeah. Can't yeah. do it. Can't do it. Certainly can't do any of the quick natty footwork required for 
dancing. Yeah, I think sometimes when I bring the feet in, low my, bass, my, lots it's, of arms. it's a kind of secret indie thing you don't know. And this is all it shows how uh, how I grew up into it because I went from like the Cure into raving because I start I got these sort of wide legs and do this kind of bobbing around thing. I was just the crab thing, mm-hmm. um, but also if I start trying to bob my feet together, suddenly my knees get very close to each other. Yes. I will lift one knee up. Disaster. I look down. Suddenly I'm shoegazing. Oh yeah. yes, it's got I the one-legged yes. indie guitar pose, which people still do to this day. Yes, disastrous. Oh dear. Get I you. used to have a lovely uh, dance floor prank, which you need to organise with other people ahead of time. Yeah, uh, you can do it with three or four other people. You pick on a, a, a victim. That's a mean word, but let's just say you, you pick know, a you pick a, a mark, a pranky. Yeah, <laughs> and you and everyone else Packages while they're dancing, the while they're dancing, you dance around them, and then you gradually face inwards, take a step back, create a little circle around them, and start clapping as if they're amazing. Yeah, and it's great because it's it's sort of you know. Do you do this to a stranger? Playground bullying? No, it's no, bullying. to friends. To friends, it's essentially bullying. Uh, but to, to friends, loved loved bullying, lo- loving bullying, beloved enabling bullied, but bully friends. loving. Yes, and. Uh, and you step back and often you get other people who aren't in on it joining in because they're oh why are we doing this and they just pick humans like joining in yep. uh, and then once in a blue moon the person in the middle will suddenly bust a move and it'll go off and you're the king of the dance floor because you've created an amazing thing and then you slip away like tyres in but space didn't something terrible happen with you breaking someone's bones by trying to play a trick like that oh no it was a different oh this is so great I mean it's it's not great it's terrible I saw him last night we're still friends uh, a <laughs> dear, what a wonderful little a dear uh, friend prologue of, to of this my, my fiance's uh, a gentleman called Rick um, who is a, a slight, gentle man and a lovely, lovely man, but uh, kind of quite wee. Um, there's a game called Get Down, Mr. President, and it's the best game in the world where you... It's a bundling game, and what you do is one of you agree with everyone that you're playing it, and you put one hand onto your ear as I if I want to be clear, at this stage, yeah, get, down, get Down, Mr. President, out of context. Sounds like it might be a bit James Brownie. It's not about partying in the White House. Not a musical, like no, no. But, no, but there is... Uh, uh, presidential angle which is that you, you put one hand to your ear as if you're listening in on you're a secret service guy everyone when they see you everyone else has to do that and so the last person e.g. the one person who isn't doing that is Mr. President because he's the only non-secret service guy and everyone sees him and shouts get down Mr. President and bundles the hell out of him now this is a brilliant game it's so much fun to play at festivals it's really stupid it's really enlightening it's post-modern I'd explain the rules Rick was with us and he uh, I did that and uh, he did that as well oh no someone else did that no his uh, Rick's boyfriend was there John uh, John did that although on reflection he may simply been on his phone I thought we were playing <laughs> that's a really Rick, key detail Rick did not know we were playing I bundled him and he I don't, think, I don't think he broke anything but I think he sprained his ankle and had to be removed from Glastonbury Festival he had to go home on the Saturday morning and he missed Dolly Parton and <laughs> I was gutted it ruined my festival and it ruined his festival. It double ruined his festival. Although yeah. he, he got to, because he was the victim, he didn't feel any guilt. He just had his festival spoiled, whereas mine was spoiled, and I felt guilt. So really, I was worse off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if you're getting no, any takers on that. Trouble. And, and the trouble is, if I remember rightly, you were trying desperately to apologise to him all week long, but you couldn't get hold of him because he was working nine to five. Nice. Thanks can I, can I, are, you, are we linking out of this, or can I tell you another I game? I can't link out because you haven't plugged your oh, phone Oh, yeah, yet. let's plug me in. Um, another game that myself and... Yeah, you've got to keep talking while you try oh, to plug stuff in into, yeah, otherwise yeah. it's not great radio. <laughs> and well, I get a longer cable, that's my advice. So uh, yeah, It's always someone else's fault, isn't it, Stuart? Always, always is. Uh, I, we invented a game called, this is such a great game, it's called Do You Want to Be an Owl or Not? <laughs> the game is, you need to try... You and could cut, you know, don't to be William Goldman here, but this owl game could be called Owl or Not. Yeah. No, 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 because the point of the game is long-winded and complex Do you itself. want to be an owl or not? What you do is, you try and ask someone whether they'd like to be an owl. 
and if they don't notice that you're asking them whether they'd like to be an owl, um, you... can I just ask something about this? Who, 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 <laughs> Thank who, you. who do you? You, ask? you would appoint if they don't notice, but you have to do it. You have to mention at least two owlish traits. So, for example, you would say, oh, "I'm really hungry at the minute. I want some chips," and I'd go, "Oh, I imagine uh, you'd be more into field mice. What with your revolving head." And if you manage to get to the end of the sentence without you going, "I don't want to be an owl," then I win, <laughs> and we're all playing it forever. Okay, let's have a lovely song. Let's uh, see what happens. Here we go. Wait. It's, Oh, yeah. no, we've gone, we've gone forward. Sorry, one sec. Uh, this is a relaxation soundtrack. We can't have that. It's like no, feet okay, away. Go to a proper song. Oh, there we go. Colours by Hot Chip. I suppose if you had a hot chip, you would then spit out the hard parts, wouldn't you, in a little kind of bundle? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I'd swallow them down because I like to punish myself. Yeah, you sure? Because I'm pretty sure that you like to regurgitate the feathers. No, no, I don't want to be an owl. <laughs> Yes! Oh, thanks, man. Great game, right? Great yeah. game. I'll be honest with you, the only person who's ever listened to how to play it and then played it ever. <laughs> ever. Oh, you, you, you knew that I was going to. I mean, next it. we'll be playing Beat Match. Want to play Beat Match? <laughs> no, just give me a minute. I'm still enjoying okay. uh, I, I don't want to be an owl. Um, uh, good old Hot Chip. They're excellent. Still making great records. Absolutely. But now I'm in the defensive because I keep thinking you're going to ask me that. <laughs> yeah, they're still say. making great records, which must be hard to listen to. Yeah, up, your it, small up, ears. up in your nest. <laughs> Don't want to be an owl, by the way. There yep. was an owl documentary on recently. Well, it was really good, apparently. I yes. missed it, but I read a review in the paper, and my son watched it, and has been hitting me up with owl facts ever oh, since. I like it. What's your favourite owl? Um, uh, well, I like the barn owl. I UK, like screeches, totally silent, can come up behind you. Totally silent, is it? Yeah. I like a little owl. I just think they're cute. Yeah, yeah. Are they called a little owl or a small owl? It's a little, it's owl. A little, owl. little owl. Yeah. yeah. A, lovely, a lovely little owl. There's an owl cafe. I think it's a hipster thing. I've got a feeling it's in Shoreditch. It's an owl cafe. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like a cat pub. You can, uh, this sort of thing. I'd, oh, yeah, like a cat uh, pub. You know, like what a, the hell are you talking like about? A, like a dolphin restaurant. Um, <laughs> but uh, the owl cafe. I, 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 was, um, I used to really enjoy chatting with dolphins. You know, we just clicked. Oh, that is good. Is that yours? That's, That's great. That's wonderful. The mind. owl cafe. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't mind hipsters. I don't mind the cereal cafe. I don't mind stuff like hey, that. Hey, I run I past the Proud Archivist. Is there? Oh, is that? That's quite hip, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. no. There's loads of pubs around Britain called the Proud Archivist. <laughs> I've been, I've been to that one. So but yeah, it's owl pub. I, the owl pub. I just think if there's a fire, I hope the owls themselves survive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're having a good time. There's a hoop. Oh, stop it! That's awful. <laughs> That's nothing like the skills of we just clicked. We just clicked. <laughs> what, a, what um, a lovely joke! In uh, a lovely little joke. There. You see quite a lot of barn owls in Cyprus, and apparently they were introduced. I don't. I don't. If you're there, never been. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One in, if one was in were to be in, forget it. Right, you're in Cyprus. There's a barn owl. You see them quite often. They okay. were introduced to control the uh, mouse population. Okay. But all they've got is a massive owl population. Owl population. What do they introduce to get rid of the owls? Tigers. Yeah, and uh, an old lady in the end. She just eats them all. She starts with the fly and then just works Does up. Does she work up to an owl? <laughs> she works up to do it. They've introduced an, an owl. lady who's swallowed an owl. It's physically impossible to swallow an owl. She regurgitated the she feathers and the bones because <laughs> she herself was an owl. <laughs> <laughs> like an owl That's chain. like one of those riddles. Like Someone asked me, oh, I do riddles with my, you know, with my godchildren and my nephews. Um, so we uh, there's one of those incredibly annoying riddles where someone says something like, "Okay, there's uh, there's a swimming pool. It's full of sharks, and how, uh, you swim to the other side. How how is that possible?" Yeah. And they just kept me going for ages. And they were like, "I lied about the sharks." Like, <laughs> that was the answer to the riddle. I could have punched them. Yeah, you, you, you can't, can't lie do that. that you can't do that. Although yeah. that there is a Buddhist goan that does that, which is great. Goan, do you know? Go- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lean across and high five you for that. 
Go on for go on. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, because a go on is about bending your mind, getting balanced. By bending thinking. your mind. Is that what they say? Guys, we're all going to bend our minds. No, this is me talking. Okay. So you being, oh, yes. you know, heavily critical of that turn of phrase is just personal to me. Um, uh, you know, it's about, you know, it's like a joke. Only instead of making you laugh, it makes you think of two things at once. Oh, you know, like on. the sound of one hand clapping. This yes, kind of yes, stuff. yes. Okay. Yep. So a good, uh, just to give you an example, one is, uh, oh, this is a good one. This are, these are all from a book I read called The Curious Case of Sid Finch, which is oh. about a Buddhist baseball player. Great I book. I like it. I like it. Anyway, um, this guy, imagine this is you, actually. You're running and uh, you're being chased by a tiger, white tiger. You trip and you fall over a kind of cliff edge, but you grab yeah. onto a branch. Yes. It's, like a, it's not so much a branch as a root, like the yes. one in Razor Stark. With the white strawberry. tiger is above you. This is it. The white tiger's at the top. And you look down at the ledge below and there's a black tiger yes. looking up and they both want to eat you. And there's, uh, you're holding onto this root. Oh, it's kind of a viney thing. Anyway, there's two mice nibbling at it, a white yes. one and a black one. And you're hanging off that. Don't know how long you can hold on for. Tigers, mice... And yeah, growing off the root, strawberries, and yes. with your other hand, you just take one and you eat it. And you think, mmm, that is delicious. Yes. Do you know, this is uncanny. That is referenced in a Todd McFarlane Spider-Man comic, which I read some tw- literally 20 years ago. And go. I thought of it two days ago, and it's come up again. Yeah, because the way it was twice. worded at the time was, you, and I guess that's why they call anyway. Anyway, um, it was worded in the comic as, and it was like the story of an old man doing it, and he plucked, so he plucked the, the strawberry um, and popped it in his mouth and let go of the branch. How sweet it tasted. Ah. See, that's the, like, there we go, that's your last go, that's your last sensation. Yeah, although you could then say, and then the black tiger got him, and he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, or the, or so he turned out the black tiger was just a shadow. I lied about the black tiger. Oh, not <laughs> well, that's it. The, the, that the one that, that was kind of irritating twice. but good is like you've got this glass cask, just solid glass, and there's the a live cask. goose inside. Okay. How do you get the goose out of the glass cask? Yes. You smash it? No, because you might hurt the goose. I don't care about the goose. I'm going to kill the goose when it gets out. Okay. Well, that's good because that's how you get it out. You just say, yeah, it's out. Oh, it's out. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, have you read the book A White Merc with Fins? It got turned into a not brilliant film. I've heard of it. But uh, it's a really good idea because it's about a guy who... It's, it's a perfect crime. I don't want to give it away because I think people should, should read it. But it's a, it's a perfect bank robbery thing. Like, you know, like the film, the Spike Lee film, An Inside Man. Yes. It's a brilliant idea for... You've seen that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a brilliant idea for a The listeners may not have done. Yes, but I, I mean, I don't want to give it away because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like... The, the, and the, is it set in Helsinki? The film. Um, it's, it's about going to Moscow. I just wonder why the Finns, how the Finns are involved. There's, uh, the, it's on the back of the Merc. Yeah. Oh, God, no, <laughs> I can't. Oh, God, no. Is this, <laughs> hit the button, hit the button. Um, hit the, hit the, the red big red button, red button and cancel the is. show. That's, that's, that's when oh, Rob God. does jokes but like this. The end, but the end, of the, the end of the point is there, there's, a, there's a, like a, it's sort of a bit of a go-an or something um, whereby he says, how do you get to Moscow? And the answer to the riddle is you go to Moscow. There's no other, you don't plan to go to Moscow. You don't think about going to Moscow. You don't talk to, about going to Moscow. How do you get to Moscow? Go to Moscow. Oh, that's and it's a about, lesson in life. It's about, yeah, exactly. It's about him changing his life by going, I want to be rich. I'm going to take a load of money. I'm going to do this perfect bank job. He just goes to Moscow. Just go to Moscow. I must go now. Oh, I must go to Moscow. That might be why they changed No, that's uh, Fred Astaire Still quote hurting from, uh, off the fin. fin yeah, thing. and you, you were hurting most because you didn't get it. <laughs> oh, so bad. <laughs> Hopefully someone somewhere listening just saw that whole thing oh, happening. Oh, God. Um, now, um, good song so far. I've really enjoyed the music Dave, it's been great fun. We've, We've been balancing each other. My tunes have been quite fat. Yours have been a bit more delicate. They've all been good. They've been good. And let's see what I've got next. Here it comes. Oh, 
that's the Shouty Trap by Lemon Jelly. And I had never heard that before, and I loved it. What album's it? It's enormous. That's from '64 to '71. Is it called '64 '71? It's got like a year's name. The, the, I love okay. Lemon Jelly. I, I think yeah. they've split up now, which is a real did, shame. They did that album that had the cover. The, the the album art was like a sort of Postman Pat type kind of rolling hills yeah Lost Horizons yes and on it they had that song about like uh, it was just names of places that they'd been like I'm a wandering man yeah Rambling Man Rambling Man Rambling that was man. Oh, yeah. so beautiful. great beautiful um, uh, 64 to 95 is the name of the album gotcha. uh, it's the one after Lost Horizons and the one before it was like a compilation of all their EPs I don't yes. know if they did any other albums after 64 to 95 but one of my favourite bands of all Lovely. in fact in fact I had this thing you were talking about raving um, uh, you know, I always over-egg my own rave experience. I didn't do much of that stuff. Never over-egg your own rave. And, uh, and uh, the, my good lady wife, the hawk, did a bit I love that thing. your wife is called the hawk. It's my favourite thing about you, and that includes well, all you of your material Well, you would like because of your, you know, your, I mean, you're a raptor yourself, aren't you, with all your, with your talons and your beard. No, 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 I'm not. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're a raptor? Is that a type of... Is that raptor is a... Is a, is a um, any animal with curved claws, is that right? Yeah, or I thought it was a killing bird. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah anyway she, we, we said goodbye to that life together and I talked about this in my show last year so sorry if I'm segueing into but it's anecdotal stuff um, because uh, 10 years ago last year nine, 2004 we went to the Big Chill have you ever been to the Big Chill? never been I don't know if they still have the August. Big Chill yeah, it, it clashes with Enver, yeah. And it was very, you know, because it's not like going to Glastonbury, particularly back in the day. No, it's sort of like a mini latitude even. Yeah, even and pre-latitude latitude at yeah. the time. Very kind of, go- you're never far from falafel at the beach. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And we went to see, we had some other, fe- I was working, so we hadn't gone to the festival complete commitment. We'd gone to the festival, you know, because I was working. Mm-hmm. We had some other friends who were working and we went to watch Lemon Jelly on the Saturday night and were enjoying them. And then we had this moment, which is like one of these go-ends, where our friends who were working there, they went to work. But their work was to run through the crowd shooting bubbles from guns. So they did that. And we turned away. The band were playing. They were fantastic. We turned away and walked literally over the hill Mm -hmm. back to our tent because Mm -hmm. I had to work the next day. And she had morning sickness, Mm -hmm. which was a double whammy because she was also pregnant at the time. Yes. Harsh. So that was your... And Sorry, so the point of it is you walked over the hill and away from your... And old, we moved on. From your festival you know, life. And um, we, we got oh. a stronger work ethic, we got children, and I don't regret leaving that lifestyle behind at all. Oh, but I good. do regret leaving that lifestyle behind. Yes. <laughs> See, we're very festively, me and Sask are very festively. We're going to Glastonbury, as we always do. We met at Glastonbury before you yep, get... Right. It'll, be, it'll, be our, it'll be our fifth Glasto anniversary. Never been. And have you not? Never been. It's Although so I'm, on, nice. I'm on in Glastonbury so next week, great. by the way, listeners. Oh, I'm on in Glastonbury on Wednesday, I think. Uh, I'm doing uh, Pyramid um, Stage. Travesties. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I'm just there just, just one day. It's just a little tour. Glastonbury, little tour. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Bring back the fins. Uh, yeah, they're on the back of the etc. And uh, yeah, but I've never been, and now I kind of think oh, I ought to not go because it's a thing. Oh, I'm, rubbish! I'm festivaling. It's not, it's no, no, one, no one's like, oh, that Rob's cool. He's never been to Glastonbury. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not kind of doing. Thing, there's never not doing something is never. I suppose not. Yeah. Not killing. It's better to not regret not doing something you didn't do than <laughs> not don't regret something that you didn't yeah. haven't done yet. You just got. You just unpacked so many negatives. I don't even know who <laughs> I, I am. On the subject of unpacks, I'd like to give a shout out to my friend uh, Will, who is who goes by Bloody Helm. 
um, on uh, on Twitter, I believe. And because on the podcast I mentioned, I frequently unpack things. It's become a sort of a buzzword. Apparently, I say the word faff quite a lot, and I'm frequently asking people how they unpack their ideas. And uh, I got back from holiday, and uh, my friend Will tweeted at me, uh, "Stu, just tell us when you got back from holiday. How did you unpack all that great stuff?" <laughs> <laughs> great. I love it when instead of being like a subtext, it's actually a text. Yeah. <laughs> Let's use the word for its actual meaning. Um, uh, um, okay. Well, uh, I'm going back to the festivals. I'm going to Camp Festival this summer. Great. Doing the Green Man. Lovely. Uh, and possibly I've more. Never done Green Man. I'd love to. It's yeah, it's by the Brecon Beacons, and yes. it's a, uh, a little wonder Woody Mac Bunks. fest uh, yep, connected yep. thing. Wonderful. Great, you doing Mac? No, um, I'll be in Norway that weekend. Oh, if anyone so doesn't know... Uh, no, 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 don't tell them. Secret. Macfest. No, 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 you're not no, no, to talk about No, no, comedy fans, that's okay. Even, I, even then, I got told off for putting it on Chortle. I mentioned it in an article on Chortle. You're right. What? Mention what? Exactly. <laughs> that was so well, That was so nice because right? there was silence, which isn't great for radio. Okay. but it was good silence. We haven't got much time um, for songs, so plug up because I want to know what you've got on there. And uh, and I also want one of us to play plug, something embarrassing before the show's over. You'd, surely, I hope so. Here we go. Hit me up. Pearl Jam, spin the black circle. Oh, I love they seem cross. Love them. Oh, got to remember. But oh, I'm so glad energetic. we're not going to have time for my next track. <laughs> it's by mawkishly sentimental Canadian folk singer Dar Williams. Oh, we might be able to fit it in. <laughs> oh, I mean, and do you know what? It is the Don't most cheat. mawkishly you sentimental. You better not cheat. I tell you what, we'll squeeze it in. We'll try and have it so low that we won't hear the first thirty seconds. Mawkish. Let's do that. Let's get. Let's get out on Dar. Um, uh, oh yeah, spin the black circle. Ironic because obviously we're not spinning any circles. We're playing MP3s. True story. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's that's exactly what Eddie's angry about. Have you ever heard? Saw him live. Saw him live. They played for three hours and ten minutes it was the end of the tour Milton Keynes Bowl last year and uh, who was the, we bumped into Ed Byrne was there and the pyjama men were also enjoying that's themselves. the yin and the yang you know a great gig in Milton Keynes yeah man well, have you been to Milton Keynes Bowl <laughs> yeah I'd never been it's bananas it's a, it's a crazy yeah. great venue because um, so the rest of Milton Keynes is a lot like the end of the uh, Donald Sutherland invasion of the body snatchers <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, it always makes me feel sick when I do that. I shouldn't do that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So um, <laughs> uh, three hours and ten minutes they play for, and my uh, now fiance was very, very tolerant. She's not a fan of Pearl Jam, particularly. She's not not a fan, but she's yeah. a fan. And um, she she's not a fan. I'm sorry. I really want <laughs> now fiance to be a compilation. <laughs> <laughs> now that's what I call forty fiance. of the greatest tracks to play in those months before the big day. <laughs> <laughs> um, she re- she was very gamely up for it for like the first hour and forty five minutes. Bless her. <laughs> yeah, but that on is that's on only half on of it. Yes, absolutely. So, but it was it was just great. They played literally everything they've ever, ever recorded, and uh, I loved them. I loved. I'd never seen them live before, and there were one. Of, there was a lot of people there who were guys in their mid thirties to late thirties <laughs> who were holding cider in one hand and slapping there and knowing all the words to all the greats yep, and yep. not caring about any other ones. It was so great. He is. He didn't really come up that often, but when I used to do the thing about bread in the mouth, you know. Yep. Oh yeah, he's yeah. quite bread in your mouth. Yeah. Eddie Vedder, bready bread, yep. more like <laughs> bread in my mouth. Exactly. Yep. You know. So, um, but the thing is, that's become so endemic now. You can't really call it. That is how you sing in the post auto tune universe. The yes. way that your George Harrison and Sam Smiths prove that they're proper singers is by going like someone's almost like you're trying to choke up a little pellet of bread. And bones, you know, like you. Yeah, do no, no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not on our. We've proved that pretty uh, definitively. Can I? Can I tell you about the game Beak Match? Um, no, I want to tell you something oh. else. Beak Match. Beak. Beak Match. Beak Match. I'm coming back to it because I've got a important link to make to three hours and ten minutes. 
Oh, yes. I'm hoping to do the London Marathon in that time. Oh, you could download the entire Milton Keynes Pearl Jam gig and yeah, see get, what broke first, your yeah, mind or your feet. I think that would get me round. <laughs> You'd be like running away from it. You could get someone behind you to chase you with it. Yeah, with the Pearl Jam. Yeah. The actual original jam from their grandma. Uh, that's not what Pearl Jam means. Yeah, I think you know. <laughs> yeah, was, that was a lie. It was a crazy lie. Um, uh, yeah, I'm doing a London Marathon next Good month. for you, that's mate. my third London Marathon. I will never do that, but good for you. my fourth marathon. Hey, you might have a midlife crisis yet. No, no. I'm, uh, I've already, I'm already morbidly afraid of death, Rob. No need to run around in <laughs> oh, order to prove I'm it. I'm not anymore. I, I'm asthmatic, and uh, I uh, hate running, so I can't see either of those two things changing particularly. No, well, but I am, I am being more exercised these days. I'm doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I am loving it. Is that where you have to kick someone in the fanny? No, that is where you uh, nice. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> no, it's like regular jujitsu, only much smoother. No, uh, it, you, it's it's tying people up in knots, and it's so much fun. I did it at Edinburgh last year during the festival, and it completely changed my festival because who cares about a slightly swingy review when some massive Scottish bloke's trying to tear your head off? And yeah, yeah. It off that is, that throws Such a great way to exercise without noticing your exercise. That's going to put things into context, isn't oh, it? Totally, so much fun. Well, I um, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm glad. I feel like everything's all falling. So there's been lots of coincidences and yins and yangs and all that yeah. silly rubbish today. And I want to do this marathon. exactly as many yins as yangs as well. Which is yeah, nice. that's the magic, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, and I do, you know, I um, uh, want to. I did a 20 mile training run on Friday. My, the backs of my thighs need work if you could sort that out in when 20 mile training run and that's not even the actual run I know but it was, it was great makes you feel good someone told me years ago the most dispiriting thing about the London Marathon is when you cross over the bridge and you see and you know that the finish line is on your left and you turn right that's right that's true and you're oh. just about halfway but not quite and then you have to run through Docklands, which is also like the end of Invasion of the Body I have run through Docklands as part of uh, 2.8 Hours Later, which is a zombie run thing. Yeah, then you know. But that would kind of fit, you know, if you're doing the zombie thing, that all, work, yeah. that all works. There's, a, there's an app called Zombie Run that my friend Pete swears by, which it, it's like a, it plays you as, as like a zombie, kind of a soap opera, radio soap opera thing as you run. And it, you know, it tracks when you're running and then puts a quick run now, they're coming. And so you run and it's like interval training. But yeah, with I, I'm anti-zombies in the modern culture. That's a whole other thing. This, Don't get me started. That's insane. That we time. That's well, insane. zombies aren't a fun thing. They're an analogy for the miserable life we're living in. The fact that they're rife in the culture shows exactly how bad the world's got. But The Walking Dead is great, and that's the point of The Walking Dead. Is that we, oh, yeah, the we walking, are the but walking The Walking Dead, dead is on message, you know. Remy, there well, are. Oh, but great. running, going for a fun run with a scar on your face, what point does that make? Hmm? Mm. Answer me that, Stuart. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're about to press a button, so well, I'll let you do that. Channel. Okay, yeah. Okay, um, this is, uh, I think this will be my final song, and I think it's going to be good. Oh, stop me if you think. If, have you heard that one before? I, that was, yeah. I was not prepared to stop you, but I believe I heard. Can't believe a bit of Smiths. Like it, man. Yeah. It was good. I was never into the Smiths. I was never into them. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, Beyonce, is a huge uh, fan of them. Not my girlfriend. Now, Beyonce. Fiance, my, including all the songs. My now, Beyonce, is, uh, yeah, she's a massive, massive Smiths fan. She plays them a lot, and I, uh, I have to accept that they're great. I don't know why I wasn't in them. I think it was being a belligerent metaler when all my friends were indie kids. Yeah, and also, they're easy to, they're very, it's very formulaic, which makes it easier to like and easy to not like I mean I yes. loved them I loved them at the time and people say it's really miserable music and I say no it isn't but you know essentially it it's is it's pretty miserable mate and yep. that's okay you know yeah, yeah. all these it's things good. are true I'm not, not a big fan of Morrissey now um, but Johnny Marr more so particularly uh, uh, in interviews and things his records don't amaze yeah. me but I like him when he's talking they don't that. amaze me don't amaze me 
Is that it was a result of you trying to get sound through your little beak whilst revolving your head? <laughs> no, because I don't want to be an owl. <laughs> Um, uh, um, Stuart Goldsmith, um, tell me, are you performing a gig today? I am. I am headlining, I believe it's called uh, Secret Dudes Club for Pappies. The Such a good name. Three person legendary sketch troupe, sketch outfit. I think I love it when sketch, when sketch comics are a sketch outfit. They're a three man outfit. Yeah. And uh, it's myself and John Robbins. Skit crew, I prefer. Skit crew. Yes. Um, and we're performing at the Prince of Wales in Brixton tonight. And I believe I'm headlining slash on last, as we say in the business. Yeah, yeah, because so I'm headlining. I'll be doing, I think it's a sort of new material muck around sort of a night, so I will be doing some not too shonky new stuff. I'm hoping to do my stuff about Jack Reacher. Ah, Jack, Love- Jack Reacher around more like. And, and yep. before, um, because this might be like podcasty, so, and it yes. will be, and it's also on again next week, all that stuff. Listen again to whoever's in for James next week. You went a bit walking but, um, then. Go Listen for again. Yes, <laughs> this hunk of metal. Um, uh, when is your Soho Theatre The Com-com? 7th of April will be the first one. I cannot reveal to the guests, but they are high rollers. Very, and it's the very first good. Tuesday of the month for the next four months from that date fourth. You can find out about it at SohoTheatre.com and you can find out about the podcast by looking for Comedians Comedian on iTunes if or you going to Comedians Comedian. any liking of comedy and you haven't done that before, I can strongly recommend it. I mean, it. the thing is, it, like, I'm really proud of it because it's, I can, it's easy to be proud of it compared to my stand-up because my stand-up is me, whereas this is me asking intelligent questions of people who are brilliant and then shutting up and listening to their answers. So I feel like I can, I'm at enough of a distance from it to go, man, it's really good. And I'm once so you shut up, you can turn show. your head all the way around. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Never do that. Um, I um, well, that's brilliant. I want to thank you for being on the show with me here today. I've had like so much all fun. Your records next week. Uh, um, Luke Wright, who's a poet. Oh yeah, man, Luke you Wright's know, great. Luke, yeah. yeah, he's in for James next week uh, with Rosie Wilby as his guest. So that's going to be great at least as good as this show was. Lovely. I imagine he will have some right old wonky music on his iPhone. Yeah. Well, frankly, our music's been great. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm almost sad that we didn't shame ourselves because uh, well, there was some gold. Wasn't if there? we've got thirty seconds, I'm prepared to shame. Oh, myself. okay, good. You're going to have a bit of Dar Williams to play out on. This is this um, came up genuinely randomly, but it needs to be heard. It's so mawkish. Okay, here we go. We will have Dar after this. Please uh, look us up online. Fubar Radio. I'm doing wrong. He's ComComPod, Stu Goldsmith. At ComComPod. At ComComPod. Well, the at is assumed, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I didn't realise you were talking about Twitter. And, uh, so and uh, yeah, um, thank you so much. And uh, enjoy life from here on in. Guys. Play this song. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>